Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. All right, so this book is called A Minute Before Lobola, and um, it brings up many, many issues that I think sometimes people neglect to raise before the Lobola process. Motagamchali is the author of the book, and Mota feels that, you know, we haven't interrogated enough, especially recently, um, why you want to go ahead and, and, you know, get married and so on. And some of the things that Mota feels we need to highlight are as follows. Mota, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Good afternoon to you, permanent listeners. Why did you feel it was important to talk about what happens before Lobola? Uh, I think uh, uh, if you see the book right, or read the book, right, you realize that uh, it started as a personal journey, right? Mm. So once uh, I realized that uh, there are challenges from my journey, you know, I, I tried to speak to, to other men. And when I went to other men and I found out that they don't understand what uh, marriage is and love is, you know, mm. I had to dig deep, you know. So I realized that uh, somehow we think marriage is it's a vacuum, right, where you don't have to prepare yourself for marriage. You just think that if you don't have love or you don't have uh, respect, once you get married, all of that will go away, you know. Mm. If you are impatient, once you get married, you will have an abundance of patience, you know. Mm. So it started from there to say, it's not really about uh, the marriage itself, it's the person where they, they grew up, you know, all those circumstances leading up to the marriage. That's all. That's also important before we say, I do, you know. Mm. So you, you, you go into it knowing that holy, you know, you are a happy person inside. And then you don't go in to expect another person to cater for you, another person to be your source of happiness, to be your source of life. So it really came from that place, you know, mm. to say we should prepare for it instead of <laughs> preparing for it when we are already inside, mm. where we have to go for marriage counseling, you know. So it should be before, before you even uh, make that decision, you know, so, so that you can know what you're setting up for. The question, Mota, is how do we prepare? So as you said, there is a euphoria, you're excited, you think you're in love, and oftentimes you think marriage will actually fix some of the things that you have problems with. Isn't that weird? That you, you at that moment think, no, 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 but things will be fine once we get married. It doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> Yeah, it does it, right? Even if you can see uh, the, the back cover, right? I wrote something there in the back cover to say, um, you know, before I got married, I thought that once you were in the institution, right, uh, certain behaviors, for example, I thought I would stop looking at other women, right? <laughs> I, I thought I would be immune to their sexual advances. Like, I seriously thought marriage would switch that, <laughs> uh, that, 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 that off, right? However, I was surprised when I was married that nothing changed, you know, and I feel like I felt like I wasn't prepared for the women a lot because once you've met the one, right, you shouldn't be experiencing any of that, you know? So once I started to, to do the research, right, I realized that, uh, hold on, I think women are better prepared as opposed to men, you know. I grew up in a home in a home full of sisters, you know. So I would remember my mom, you know, would always tell my sister my sister that uh whenever wake up in the morning, you know, uh sweep the yard, do this and that so that you will be a better Makot, you know. But me as a man, I never got all of those advices, you know. So I think women are better prepared in a sense that they go into it knowing that it's not about themselves, you know, but the other part. Whereas with us men when we go into it, we don't go there to serve, you know, we think it's about us. You know, the preparing part comes from there to say, once you take a decision to get married, 
you stop expecting to be loved, you take a decision to start loving. Mm. Let's open the lines because I'm curious about how many people were surprised um, once they got married about what actually marriage required. 011, we back to that number. 011-714-2006 is the number to dial. You can also send a voice note. 0614-104-107. That hasn't changed. 0614-104-107. But we back to 011-714-2006. So, Muta, what was the first thing that surprised you the most about marriage? <laughs> uh, sure. I think the, the one thing, though, is the in-love uh, stage, right, or the butterflies in the stomach. Mm. Somehow, I feel like I was so delighted because once you meet your soulmate, it's supposed to be like that. You're mm-hmm. supposed to be on side now, <laughs> wire, wire. But at some point, you know, it, it, it stopped, you know. So now a reason came in, you know, those calls, because I, I remember uh, after we got married, uh, my, my wife was still in the bar. So we'd have those long calls that would last five hours and all that, you know. <laughs> You know, like <laughs> tomorrow, I, I have to go to work. If I had a didn't sleep, I was on the phone with her. <laughs> so you get into it thinking this is what it's gonna be. You know, you don't expect any pain, you don't expect any disappointment, you don't expect any conflict. When you found the one, mm. automatically you will be faithful to them. You know, everything will just fall into place. You know, and, and, when and I, you know, in that five hours, you are talking about absolutely bugger all. This <laughs> it's sweet nothing's all the way and, yeah. and and you get surprised that once you're together there is nothing to talk about <laughs> <laughs> you see now so i had to learn about love in it i have to learn about marriage when i was married because that was my starting point to say i don't know what love is i to be honest with myself i don't know what love is I don't know what marriage is. Mm. So I had to go back just to understand these concepts. So as I said before, the only experience we know growing up about love, right, is being loved from our parents and siblings, you know, and we don't work for that love, you know. Those people are just slaves to our whims, you know. They they can feel when you're not right. So we take that into adulthood and expect the other person once we get married to carry over from where our parents left off, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case, you know. Once you start to get into a relationship or make the choice to say, I want to get married, right? That's when you're consciously now saying, it's not about feelings now. Loving is a choice. I make a choice to say, even when my, my, my wife is not treating me in a certain manner I want, I will still respond to her with love as much as inside yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't feel that way you know so i had to go back just to know and and the stuff you know because you cannot question an institution like marriage it's governed by your religious uh, institution so and you know anything governed by religion uh, is mystified so people will be like how dare you how dare you question marriage you know mm. why you know so it's all those things but i had to be honest with myself you know because i didn't want to mess this up Mm, a lot to think about. Let me open the lines, as I said, 011-714-2006. I'm really, really curious about your experience in marriage. Was it anything you imagined it to be? That's a conversation we're having with Muta Gamjali, and we're going to continue that after the headlines at 1.30 with Utile Saku. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Good day, SFM listeners. I think you now it's time for women also to pay lobola for men because they're also working and the times have changed 
so men can take care of children and also can be stay home dead so it's now 50 50 they can go to work women and they earn salaries so it is like that Ndolano from Lanesha. Thanks. Ndolano, you haven't given birth yet. What's this about to be a 50-50? How? Muta Kamjali is the author of a book a minute before Lobola. I, I don't even know. Are you, are you not questioning Lobola? Are you, Muta? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not questioning that, you know. Uh, the book is just mainly about the experiences before Lobola and after Lobola and how different men just deal with it yeah. uh, in their personal lives. Yeah. I, look, let me take a call from James in Cape Town. James, hi. Hi, Sister how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm just uh, thrilled by the book uh, from my brother. Yes. Uh, that is saying, and I just wanted to compound on one thing, one comment that he mentioned that... Um, Women are better prepared uh, going into marriage than men. Mm. Actually, when they are being told or being groomed to be smart, uh, sweeping the yard and all that, they are not being really only uh, being, being told to do that for the men. They are actually doing, uh, being treated uh, or being trained for their own good, for their own fulfillment into the marriage. So when you realize that certain men are so smart, and they, 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 they want um, uh, like a well kind of grooming. And get, getting into a marriage into someone who doesn't compound, who doesn't complement that, they easily get frustrated. So if you meet a woman who's so much organized in that manner, it will only compound and the, the general ease of the man makes the woman very much comfortable. That's what I wanted to comment on that. Mm. And, and what does the man do? Okay, the training part on the men, uh, basically, well, like for myself, I, I'll give a personal experience. When mm-hmm. I was growing up, I was being told to, to, to do the bed, cleaning the house, doing the gardens, even cooking itself. I can say it, grade four, grade five, I could do most of those things. Mm-hmm. So going to marriage, I'm taking those skills already. I'm not only waiting for my lady or for my woman to come from work and then cook for me. Mm-hmm. If the days are busy... I'll definitely do do my part. Like I always do that to, uh, to my wife, doing like cooking for her and washing for her, doing the laundry. I can easily do that without any grumbling or that because it's something that I grew up with. Mm. Let me go to yeah. Emmanuel. Thanks for, for that, uh, James. Emmanuel is calling from Cape Town. Hi, Emmanuel. Hi, Commander. How are you? Good afternoon. Good. Thanks for calling, Emmanuel. Yes, I know you. You you like you like you like to create a, some confusion. <laughs> You like bringing up uh, topical issues <laughs> every time on your program. <laughs> anyway, yes. thank you. Um, I will just resume that your one minute to Nobola is not uh, it's not a literal one minute. It has a it's a symbolic one minute. Well, I think I think what Muta is trying to do is to say reflect and keep reflecting to the last minute about uh, well, uh, about why you want yes. to do this. Yes, you see. So I I, I think reflecting. Uh, your one minute to Lobola mm-hmm. uh, should be on both sides. Uh, like, as a man, I, I want to talk to myself. Mm-hmm. Am I ready mm. to live with a woman? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you see yourself on the street, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. When you now live together, mm. it's a different scenario. Correct. Mm-hmm. Am I ready to accommodate this character? Mm-hmm. The, day she, the day she says, Look, uh, baby or darling, mm-hmm. I am not going to the kitchen. Mm. Am I ready to go to the kitchen, cook, clean, and cover, you know, in, on, on the, in, in, 
while she's on bed. Mm. When the day she will become funny and say some nasty things, mm. will I be patient enough to, you know, accommodate that? So these are some of the things I need to talk to myself, mm-hmm. personally as a man, mm. you know? When the children come, what is the support? I, 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 what am I going to, the support I'm going to give my wife and my children, mm. you know? Mm. So I think these are the things I must talk to myself and I believe the woman also should, you know, talk to herself, you mm. know, ask those questions. Mm. If we come to pass, I think uh, the, the relationship will be a very good one. Lovely call, Emmanuel. Thanks for calling from uh, Cape Town. Pastor Duma is calling from Durban. Good afternoon, Pastor. Hello, Pamela, and Hi. thank you for taking my call sure. and to come, Charlie. Um, just quickly, two points. I was married when I was 23, 29 years mm-hmm. ago. And there was no existence, especially, well, I lost my father when I was 13. So mm-hmm. I had another family, which is called church. So mm-hmm. within the church scenario, I remember clearly there was no counseling or preparing really? for you to get married. So really? when I got married, I just got married. And suddenly I'm this 23-year-old that mm-hmm. is married mm-hmm. to this person mm. that I'm not told what to do. I'm not prepared. Mm. Uh, we've been told faith this, faith that. Mm. It is not wrong to have faith and do things. That is a spiritual matter. Mm. There are times where you don't need faith mm. when it comes to other stuff mm. in the home. It needs action. It needs doing. Mm. So that wasn't inculcated in me or taught mm. that this is expected of you mm. to do. And unfortunately, um, just last year, mm. uh, I got into a divorce, mm. which was sad. And I still love my wife even now. Mm. I was on the wrong. I actually was the one that was uh, committed an adultery in the marriage. I tried to reconcile, knowing that I was wrong. I remember when I told my elder sister, she laughed at me when I told her that I committed adultery. I wondered why she was laughing. She said to me when, why she was laughing. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing at you because you never did these things before you got married. Mm. You're starting to do these things within your marriage. That's my story, Pam. Mm. What is that story? I'm so sorry about that. I'm so sorry, <coughs> Pastor Duma. You know, nobody, nobody gets married to get divorced. It doesn't matter even, who you are. Even until now, yeah. I'm, I'm trying my level best, but I know I have never been the kind of person that will force my, the mother of my children. I understand how bitter she is because of what I did. Even as I try to beg her, knowing how I was wrong, until now, I know I was the one that was absolutely mm. wrong. When I track back, I know mm. that some of the things, it was because of lack of knowledge sure. which i've only found now after all is blown off after oh, 29 years pastor Numa, thank you for your frankness thank you for your call Muta, at what point do you interrogate the the question of love i mean it's been coming up quite a few times you raise it in the book you know um that you've got to interrogate that at what point do you interrogate what you deem to be love when you say i love her what is it about her that you love? At what point do you get to do that? <laughs> you know, you see the thing with love, right? It's been there and it has, it's complex. You no, know, it has so different definitions. You know, mm. so uh, 
it, it, it's up to the couple itself, right? But I'm interested to find getting to that, you know, on what uh, the pastor has just said, you know, mm. being raised from a Christian background. Uh, I took those principles with the couple that prays together, stays together, you know. Somehow I thought praying would replace my personal responsibility, I'm shattering. I felt even if I don't love my wife, somehow if I pray, <laughs> it will replace that, you know, and it doesn't, you know. So that, that, that's the thing that we should understand that as mar uh, married men, you know. So coming back to your question, right, when you talk about love, it's, it's tough, right, because the only time we're exposed to love is when we're watching your movies, you know, it's when we're seeing posts on Instagram and Facebook, right, and we interpret that as being love, you know, you, the idealized view of reality, you know, and we come and take it into our own relationships, right, and when we get into our own relationship and we experience hurt, we experience suffering, we question love. You know, so I had to, to, to understand, to say, how is it possible that I can love someone and still experience hurt and still experience disappointment from that person, you know? So in me doing that, right, I had to understand. And what I said, Ayla, to say, once you make that conscious decision to say, uh, for better, for worse, you know? Mm -hmm. So we know uh, the, the worst part doesn't uh, inspire any good in us, right? Mm -hmm. But if you've made that decision to say, I will cater to her needs, I will certainly give to her, you know, no matter how I may feel inside, you know, but as long as I uphold my voice, my voice to, to her, you know, what I said uh, uh, during uh, the people, you know, what I said in front of the pastor, uh, I have to keep to that, you know. So love is, it's just that now everything is socialized, you know. We want to interpret love the way our next door neighbor interpret love, you know, and forget that it differs from person to person, you know. What love meant between my dad and mom is different to what it means between me and my wife. So it's just finding what works for the two of you. Mm. Can it change? Can it change? It's a genuine question. I had a conversation with somebody the other day who was telling me that their marriage is falling apart. And, uh, what, you know, I was saying, so what is it? What's the problem? And this person was saying, no, my partner has changed. In what way? And all this person pointed to was the physical aspect, saying, well, my partner is not attractive anymore. I mean, I was shocked, but I also thought it was quite honest um, because this for them was an important element of what they loved in their partner when they met them. Yeah. So this speaks to what I said, Aero, the preparation part, right? Mm -hmm. To say, if you know when you get into it, right, mm -hmm. that you guys are going to age, that looks will fade, you know? So when you make that decision, you are aware, right, that it's just beyond what you see physically, you know? It's also the internet, you know? It's also what you are building within your marriage. It's also the legacy that comes into place, you know? So it's not just one aspect to say, because uh, if she's not visible, I'm out, you know? Mm -hmm. So you cannot make it based on that, you know? So it goes back to that, that if we all, if love was the feeling, I, I, don't, I doubt uh, any people would be married today because you go through those phases, you know, where you don't like each other, where you fight with each other. It's life, you know, somehow we think uh, marriage uh, is not affected by life, but if everything in life, if your relationship with your parents, if your relationship with friends, go through all those things, you know, what more with marriage when you spend every single day with this person? in your life right so it goes back to making that decision to say 
through wh- whatever happens, I will stick by this person. Mm. I want to take some voice notes uh, before I come back to you. Uh, some voice notes for you, uh, Muta. Good afternoon, Pamelo. I really believe that marriage um, needs needs us a higher power in order for it to work. It, it basically needs God because, I mean, it is hard. Like, imagine um, someone knows you, like, it's so, like you, they know you before you could even say something. They know what you're going to say. They know how you're going to act. And you're like, oh, man, how do I impress this person anymore? They're not impressed. Um, and then you try and play around, and then they tell you about bills that need to be paid. Oh, my word. And you're like, oh, no. Um, let's let's have fun a little bit. Let's do me in Kempton Park. <laughs> Hi, good afternoon, uh, Pimelo. So, now it comes to the institution of marriage. Now it becomes uh, a different, a very d- difficult topic altogether because my view is that, uh, you know, marriage is this day, it's about uh, transactions, it's about what you come with. It's not about love. Uh, everything that's done is about who has what and what do they have to offer in the marriage. There is no longer a love that is unconditional. That's my view. Thank you. Good day, my lady. Uh, in the Nebele culture, uh, when one has graduated from initiation school, uh, during a celebration, he is told by the elders, either an, an uncle or a grandfather, if the grandfather is still alive, or the father, to say, now you are a man, uh, you need to go and work, marry a woman through paying a lobola, have a family, look after your family, protect your family, and support your family. That is in the Bele culture. So I believe that each and every African in this country they do have their own cultures the only thing is that we need to go back to our culture and like our culture we see that people are still paying lobola to their loved ones thank you lucas masang pumalanga henry hi hi pimelo how are you i'm well thank you for calling i'm all right pimelo pimelo please uh, you and your guest you don't ask me why how and what all that I wanted to to say. How oh, the preamble, Mutau? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. All, all, yeah. all I wanted, I want to bring up. Uh, I'm twenty. Is it twenty six or twenty four years? It's okay. Marriage. After twenty, don't count. It's fine. Okay. We, okay. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, twenty plus. It's twenty plus. Yes, yeah, it's twenty plus. Yeah. All that I wanted to say. Uh, I think almost this uh, Lucas Masangu almost stole what I wanted to say, mm. but I wanted to say it. Uh, marriage and love should have not been brought in one, mm. uh, or maybe been combined mm-hmm. to say you marry somebody because mm. you love the person. Mm-hmm. Love is supposed to be separate mm. and marriage be separate. Mm-hmm. And that will work wonder. Because at the end of the day, uh, love does end. And when love ends, I don't know whether it's the right English, mm-hmm. but in Sutu, Ratoli Afela. And then when it comes to that stage, you still marry. And uh, marriage part has to go on because there is children now. That is a big problem for me, what I see in most cases that is happening. So, uh, like I said, don't ask me what and how. 
Uh, I just want to bring that one up. You know, you know look, I'm not going to let you go entirely, Mutaung. Yes, and, and, yes. and the reason is you're, you're making some very important points, even though you don't want to elaborate. But here's the thing um, that I think we don't talk about enough, uh, both you, Muta, and Mutaung, is that actually, when we get serious, but when you start thinking about marriage and you start deciding to have that family contract, because it is actually a family contract. It's not only you two. It involves other people too. So apart from you and your love that Mutawing is highlighting, very little of it has to do with love. Love is important, but so many other things make the marriage work. And and if you were to look at those, you'll realize that they are very, very important to include in your decision about marriage. Uh, yes, I agree with you, uh, Pimelo. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying the only problem with love, mm. uh, it's like love has got expiry date. Mm-hmm. But marriage <laughs> does not have. Marriage does not have. Because when you get into marriage, mm-hmm. there is no children, there is no house, there mm-hmm. is no money. Mm-hmm. It's only you and your partner mm-hmm. deciding to marry each other. Mm-hmm. But now when there is children, there is a house, there is everything now in the marriage. You, 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 you're not just going to walk away. Just like when you are in love, you can walk away from love at any time you want to walk out because love has expired, you know? And now, in the marriage, there is children now. You can't walk away. When you walk away, your children are going to suffer. So that is one of the things that I'm saying, love and marriage should have not been brought together. Mm. So love is supposed to be there and marriage to be there. But how? I don't know how. Very interesting points. Thank you so much for that. Let me come back to you after the ad break. Muta, I want your feedback on this one. You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Hi, Pimelo. Uh, Look, I think most people get married uh, for the wrong reasons. You know, they get married because or because has got money or something so they get married then for for the wrong reasons it's not about love you know i'm not married yet because i don't want to get married then for the wrong reasons i want to get married to someone that i love someone that i truly 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 love hi pimelo you know, there is no such as love and marriage and what. You know, I was married for 27 years. After that, I was divorced. That's where I realized that there is no love in this world. Thank you very much. I'm so sad. <laughs> but, but I'm so sad to hear all of these voice notes. Your comments? <laughs> all right. My comment to your caller, right? Uh, mm. He's actually right, right? Because through the book, I got to realize that uh, marriage uh, in its inception was never about love. Mm, you know, mm. marriage was birth. Yeah. yeah, it was birth out of survival, right? Especially during the emergence of agriculture now, where we bought a land and the land now needed to be worked on. So the men would take the role of going the whole day, you know, to work, to, to farm the land. And the women would stay at home to take care of the kids and cook and all that, you know. So that's when the idea was cemented to say, because of continuity and the legacy for our kids, you know, and the legitimacy of our kids would depend on us being married, you know. So we'd have this contract. And then throughout the years, it changed, right? I think it was, it wasn't until the 18th century where 
romanticism now came in place, where the poets now, we're talking about love, where marriage was a consequence of love now, you know, it was one, you know. So that was, that, that is the challenge we're currently facing at the moment, to say, back then, uh, it was better in a sense that the expectations were met, you know, the man was expected to provide. It was the role he played at the time, you know. So anything he did, it was easily forgiven because he could still provide for the family. However, you take it back to where we are now. A woman can provide for themselves. So they are not with me in order to survive. You know, I, I, I had this conversation with my mom to say, uh, you are married to this woman from KZN, you know. I've never seen you guys doing something romantic, you know. Like, do you feel loved by my dad? You know, <clears throat> my mom said, <clears throat> so she said loved by my dad because <clears throat> my dad clothes us. My dad provided roof uh, over our head. And that thing spoke uh, love more than that to my mom, you know. Mm -hmm. But you, if I you take that to the modern woman, right, she can provide that for herself. What she needs from a man is intimacy, it's quality time, it's romance, it's all those things. And we as men cannot deal with that, you know, because we're still saying to them, ah, but I'm providing this for you. Why are you still complaining? You know, I'm bringing in money. Why are you still complaining? We forget that now the expectations have changed. You know, mm -hmm. that's why we're having these challenges we're currently experiencing as men. So that's why the book is more focused on men to say, the responsibility has, has been placed too much on women to make it work. Mm -hmm. What about us men? You know, if you can ask anyone with men right now to say, if I were to take your salary, who are you in a relationship? What is your role as a man? You'd be surprised. No man would have an answer to that, you know. Let me go to TJ uh, in the Eastern Cape. Hi, TJ. Hi, Pamela. Good afternoon. Hi. How are you doing? I'm well. Thanks for calling, TJ. Um, anyway, mine is just uh, uh, a bit of uh, uh, just, just seeking for, for information mm. kind of a thing. Because mm -hmm. uh, when you are in a relationship with with someone mm. and you you don't feel them it becomes a problem um i've been in a marriage for 12 years now mm -hmm. and uh you have a partner that uh it's just me 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 i mean what about the kids that are involved has it always um, been that way tj you know what mm -hmm. it, it, it's just something that you know you you never picked up really and uh, i think you're beginning to see you know, things clearly now. And when you pose questions, why is this happening? It's, that, it's, Muta, it's that thing that you talk about, right? I'm curious about <laughs> the thing that makes you see only now, TJ. Because you are saying, it, if it, it sounds to me like it's always been like that, but, but it's starting to irritate you. Well, obviously, you know, mm. because at the end of the day, these are some of those things that you, you just ignore and mm. say it will get better. You understand? I'm, I'll give you an instance where, I mean, you find out that your child, I mean, would leave, walk past, you know, the mom and come right through to you to come and say, please check this pain. It, 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 it baffles the mind. Yeah, no, no, it you doesn't understand? baffle the mind. What baffles you know? the mind, TJ, is yes. how is it? that that which you see now, which existed yes. before, you yes. called love and now yes. have changed your mind. What That's what baffles the mind. You, you, you see, and and that's, that's exactly what I'm, you know, grappling with here. Mm. I, I need to understand, mm. you, you know, because one, I mean, you, you are in a position to pull the plug, mm -hmm. but then 
you, you've got to say, look, there are these kids that are involved in this. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, mm-hmm. your partner just doesn't give a hoot about what is going to be happening. I mean, for instance, I've said, you know what, I think it's better for us to just go and start, you know, staying where we want to stay and where we're comfortable with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is like, you're going nowhere. Just like that. Muta, your take on this? <laughs> Yay. Yay. Hi, <laughs> TJ, there are problems here. Muta? I think it's what I talked about earlier, but to say, maybe it's right. It used to be marriage of reasons, right? Mm. Before it changed to be marriage of love, you know. So before you say, my plot is next to her plot, if you come together, we have a bigger plot. So let's get married, right? So right now it's about just me loving you and love is enough. So sometimes you see certain character traits, you know, and you like, because I love this person. That's why sometimes you have conversation with a person say, in your relationship you are abused. Why are you not getting out? Mm. They will say, I love this person because they think love is enough. So sometimes you see those things, you know, before you take that step to get me. TJ, let's ask you before we go, because we're running out of time and I don't want you to feel like you walked out with absolutely nothing. It doesn't sound like you feel love anymore, which is fine. But do you remember why you loved in the first place? You know what? The the the, the love would always be there. Nothing is going to change okay. that. I can tell you now. Okay. But so, at the end of the day, yes. when you don't get what you expect, no, TJ, someone, you're not answering the question. <laughs> no, you are bringing me back to the problem. I'm asking you: Do you remember what you loved about her? You know what? You I are, can say mm-hmm. everything, everything. I'm telling you now, mm-hmm. everything about this person. And I think that I've invested a lot in this marriage. Mm-mm, but TJ. when you then feel... <laughs> TJ, I, when I, you don't want help. TJ, don't tell me about your investments, man, in the marriage. I'm talking about your connection to her. The connection is still there. But, Nothing but, has but, changed that. But, but, but you need to specifically tell me what the connection is. That's what I'm asking you. You need to, you need to be able to articulate it. And if you are struggling to articulate it, there's nothing wrong with that. But it certainly means that you need to dig deeper. Because if you can't find the thing that connects the two of you, yeah. it's going to be harder to even try and work things out. Do you see what I'm saying? I understand quite well. Mm. You know, I think, you know, when you meet someone mm-hmm. and you, 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 you really feel that, yes, this is my person, mm-hmm. right? And you, irrespective of what is there, you just want to make sure that everybody is happy at the end of the but day. But what I was asking you, and you, you are yes. not going there, what is the thing that made you want to be with this person? Because all you've told us is what you don't want. You know what? I mean, mm. she's human. I'm human as well. There are many right. humans. There are, and, I'm here. Ex- when ex- I, ex- TJ. Ex- there are ex- many. Ex- you didn't pick me. So the point I'm saying is that what was it about her? You, you know, what's about her in the, in the beginning? I mean, when we first met, mm-hmm. it's the humbleness, mm-hmm. right? And, you, you, you know, someone that is very, very caring. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. um, there is this old thing that is, you know, coming into the picture. For, let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. If if she's taking a pyramid scheme of a thing, I don't want to mention the product, mm-hmm. over 
her family, mm-hmm. there is a problem there. Mm-hmm. You get my point. And at the end of the day, you've said to this person, with or without this something, we're leaving, we're fine, right? But so why, why do you think there has been? Why do you think there has been a disconnect? It sounds like there's been a disconnect. That's it. Like I said, whenever you raise anything, mm-hmm. she's so quick to just brush it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want me to do it. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about family here. If you don't have time for the family, all you do is just you, you, you. Mm-hmm. There is a serious problem there. Mm-hmm. And I you understand? You. I, I mean, you leave you. home without making sure what I think. your family... Yes. What I think, TJ, is that I, I get the feeling the communication is also a bit, a bit strained. Maybe what needs to happen is that you need um, a professional person to, to try and help with this communication. Mota, we've absolutely run out of time. My God, you have opened the can of worms. Thank you for this. <laughs> and I'm going to send people to, to all the relevant uh, social media platforms so that they can get the book. Thank you for making the time to talk to us. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you to our listeners as well. <laughs> is the author of a book called A Minute Before Lobola. I'll give you the details after 2 o'clock with Uzi Lesagu. I'm going to go to the news now.